Gentlemen, to another edition of Mars with Mites. You already know who it is by the sound of my voice. It's Mr. Six Foot Nine. JT back in this piece once again. Of course, you know we are already inside here. All three of us, all three of y'all. Uh, of course, I have L Cheech in the house. What's going on, player? What up, player? What's going on, everybody? And then, of course, we got Dre the Juice Man checking in. What's happening, homie? What's going on, people? Shout out to the Juice Boxes. Let's get it. Oh, yeah, we definitely about to get it, man. Look, man, I am very excited today. I mean, of course, it's episode 102, big episode today. Of course, later on the show, we have part one of the interview with Savio Vega. Very big interview. Very excited about this. Just part one. Part two is going to be next week. But, uh, man, that's already one major part of the show. But we also have to talk about, of course, what happened this week for as wrestling wise uh, i want to give a big shout out to moose for bringing back the tna championship and uh on night two of rebellion so i guess he's the tna champion also definitely have to talk about of course dark side of the ring that was a very great episode once again they are putting together massive yeah that episode pun intended is slapped <laughs> yo, yo, it did, damn sure did slap. Like literally, when I seen that slap, and it's not, it's not my first time seeing it. Of course, I mean, every everyone's seen this this clip, but when I seen it on on Dark Side of the Ring, when I tell you the first thing that popped in my head was uh, was Charlie Murphy and uh, Rick James after Rick James slapped him in the face. And then Charlie came back like, yeah, come here, come here, come here. I don't want to tell you something. Like, he literally slapped the dog shit out of him. He hit him with the, what the five fingers said to the face. Slap! But the, the, the intriguing part about the whole, you know, episode is the fact that, you know, it was well documented about the slap. But the fact that, you know, I mean, the bla- being blackballed and, you know, Hogan being involved. You know, I mean, how he was, you know, he could have been a big part of WrestleMania, you know, and, and it's sad that, you know, because of the match. And if you think about it, looking at the episode, he was doing what he was told, you know what I mean? Oh, that's, it's crazy. Sometimes, sometimes doing what you told uh, lies consequences at, at the end. Of course, there was consequences for him, but you got to look at it like this. I mean. Should should the business ever been exposed? Possibly no. But if the business wasn't exposed, and when I say possibly no, I'm, of course I'm joking. But, you know, if the business wasn't exposed, you wouldn't have your Dave Meltzers and you wouldn't have all these wrestling observers and di- different websites and people that journal, you know, that, that cover wrestling the way they do. 
because of inside scoops and things like that. And think about it, wrestlers would not be able to be themselves on Twitter. I mean, there's there's very few people that actually conserve kayfabe right now on Twitter, one of them being MJF. But definitely well documented. Also, we definitely have to talk about huge, huge things coming out of uh, WWE this week as well. I mean, once again, Zelina Vega is the hottest thing on TV right now. As, as a character, you know, the stable, and then, of course, having, you know, Austin Theory, Andrade, and Angel Garza all working together and very fine-tuned, man. It's like, I'm really digging the stable. Like, I don't, I don't like the fact that Apollo, Apollo Crews is out of the ladder match, but I do like the fact that he slapped the dog shit out of Andrade. Like, I mean, literally this whole entire week slapped, pun intended. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it, it seems like with Apollo, Apollo Crews, but they, I hope there's some type of storyline. You know what I mean? Because he was kind of not getting, you know, like push, but he was being featured more. And, um, and you know what I mean? To not have like a payoff, even though I don't know what the payoff will be, you know, but like, you know what I mean? He's winning and next to you, know, you know, he gets hurt. So I don't know if they try, you know, perhaps trying to make him sympathetic, you know, towards the fans. You know, so he could gravitate towards them, or I, I don't know. But me personally, he, you know, because he always smiling, even in the back. You know, um, that to me, the best thing for him it will be to turn heel. You know, but right now it's like all the storylines. It's like where they going with stuff. You know. Um, I mean, it's about I don't know. They, uh, it's, it's good that they feature him more, but uh, a heel. Mm, I can see it, but does he have the edge that, that a heel needs? You know, I got to see that. You know, is he a great performer? Oh, God, one of the best. But but just, to, you know, it's just, you know, seeing him now getting featured more, which is good. You know, I thought he would have been featured Endeavor like two years ago. But, you know, it, he's a good worker. And, you know, him being a heel, I just got to see a, like, I have to see an attitude about him. Like I, I just see a, a man with good wrestling skill. You know, he if you put a good manager in front of him, you know, then I can see something. But you gonna have if he gonna turn heel, you you gonna have to put somebody. You gotta have somebody be his mouthpiece because he definitely not it. Yeah, and I, and I think I, I got in mind who could be the perfect mouthpiece for him. Um, what is his name? Who's Michael that? Bivens. Is it Michael Bivens? You talking about MVP? No, yeah. Malcolm Malcolm Bivens from NXT. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you know what I could see that, but who I think could really be his mouthpiece though, and I just said it. I think MVP. Oh, MVP. Be, uh, be, oh, MVP yeah. would be MVP would be a great mouthpiece for him. I, I could see MVP getting them together. Oh, you're right. I, I totally forgot about him. You know that he's kind of playing that kind of role you know but um yeah if he could get a mouthpiece i'm just saying like just to change give him a mean streak but like you said you don't know if he has it or not but at least he's being featured you know what i mean because he had he, he was popping you know what i mean when he got signed yeah when he when he originally you know popped up he, he was hot like to me i dug him it's just he in my opinion got lost in the shuffle a long time ago 
even even in NXT, you know, he got kind of got lost in the shuffle. And once he called up, he was definitely, you know, lost in the shuffle. But, you know, definitely a big payoff is well-deserved for Apollo Crews. It's not like he doesn't have the in-ring work. As you, you were saying, Dre, the only thing he's missing is a major mouthpiece. Because mm-hmm. to, to me, his mic is it's not that... It's not that his mic skills aren't all. He don't bad. have any. He don't have he any doesn't, mic skills. He doesn't have any, but no. his voice. Yeah, too. And, and I think that was documented on one of them NSC specials a few years ago that he doesn't have a mouthpiece and his voice doesn't give off that badass attitude type dude. And to, to go back on what you said about him, um, first, he was never lost in the sauce of NXT. I believe he should have stayed in NXT a little bit longer. He could have had some great matches and some more great matches in NXT. You know, I believe he was called up too soon. Too, too soon. Oh, yeah. He, he was he was definitely called up way too soon. But, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Hope, hopefully, you know, this is a major payoff for him because he definitely deserves it. Uh, also, I have to talk about coming, coming out that show. Also was was a good point. I like um, I definitely like the whole thing uh, going on with Drew um, Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. I mean, kind of edgier. I like it a little darker, a little darker side of Seth, which I'm digging. Um, I just hope that this match does pay off. I mean, honestly, I think Kevin Owens Kevin Owens should be in that spot, being that he did beat Seth Rollins at Mania, but. I don't book this shit, so... I agree. I agree. But, you know, who's to say? I mean, maybe this maybe this does foil you into something bigger for SummerSlam. I mean, since the state of Florida is allowing wrestling to be held at a 25% capacity um, for, as far as fan interactions, um, who knows? Who knows? I mean, it, it, it could be a major payoff. What, what do you all think about Florida allowing fans back into buildings to watch wrestling, but at a 25% field capacity. I think it's, I didn't even know that until now. Um, I think that is the, first of all, I think it's a politic thing because we all know that Vince Man has Donald Trump in his back pocket. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to just, let's not sugarcoat it here. Second, I think it's stupid because you're looking at 25% capacity in a, if let's say if they do have a stadium or like in not a stadium but like in a arena, twenty five percent of what a you still got about a thousand people in there, and I think it's too soon. You know, I, I think it's too soon to allow that much interaction. I think that you should, you know, at least wait it out and see. You know, and go through the phases, open up things little by little. I think opening up a capacity of twenty five percent to view a show. I don't think that's a good idea, in my opinion, but maybe, 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 you know, maybe I'm wrong. We'll just have to see, man. Me personally, I don't even, like he says, all, it's pretty much all politics. That's how, what goes down the other day. It's kind of cool, you know. They don't even know, you know what I mean? They, it's just, I don't even want to go in that route, but it, it's just too soon, you know, too soon to have anything big until something, you know, like this, it pretty much the Byzine and even whatever, you know, but uh, I just grateful that at least there's shows running, you know, just the Indies, uh, 
the ones that hurting the most, not able to run shows. But you know, those, those are the ones that actually matter. I definitely agree with that. I mean, there's there's any promotions, of course, all all throughout this this uh, this nation and all across the world. I mean, Florida being one of the states that's opening opening to having um, you know sporting events go on at at a at a twenty five percent rate of uh, of um, the full capacity. But once again, it's just it just runs the risk. I mean, we don't know how far this is going to go or what have you. I mean, you know, Oklahoma's even looking to be another state that wants to bring bring in wrestling. And, you know, this is just, of course, it's just news, but who knows? Is this, is this something that we need to be rushing into? I don't believe so. But I do know that the independents definitely need to start back running. But once again, that's another, that's another battle of, you know, kind of, of, of kind of like choosing choosing one over the other. I mean, well, if if we think it's wrong for AEW and WWE to to run events at twenty five percent full full uh, full capacity, then is it wrong for indies to do it as well? So that's a you know that that's a big catch twenty two. It's another politic, but I don't want to get too much in politics because there's going to be enough politics later on in the show. Trust me. Um, we also definitely got to talk about, man, I just got done watching NXT, right? And I'm just going to be honest. I thought the show was pretty dope far as um, far as the opening match with um, with Swerve. And I cannot pronounce the new... Swerve. The new... What's the, what's the name of the, the, new, the new guy on NXT? I can't pronounce his name. Like, I, I, know, I know his name, but I can't pronounce it. What guy? I don't. The luchador. Oh shit! Um, El hijo del fantasma. Thank you. I mean, yeah. like I said. Wait, wait. Was... What? Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. It's the the <clears throat> the son of the phantom. Uh, El hijo del fantasma. That sounds like a, a orange pop drink. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That uh, rest. He's pretty pretty good. He um <clears throat> he lost his mask actually back in uh, Mexico in, in a match, and you know just like they did with Juvie, just like they did. Well, not Juvie that much, but what they did with Ray, you know, they took his mask, but they still you know put it back on him like it never happened. So um, yeah, that's a little fun fact. But dude, you know, dude could go, but <laughs> I guess he get he got to keep that name. Yeah, man. See, I, I wasn't gonna try to butcher that name because I would have totally fucked that up. I'm just being honest. Like, I I, I wasn't about to do that at all. Period. Uh, how would you, you say it, big man? I ain't even gonna try to put it into words. Right now. <laughs> no, bro. Nope. Try. You're not about to hey, get me. You wanted me to sing a song? I want you to say the, the, the uh, his name. <laughs> we got a truce. <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I watched I watched NXT and NXT was definitely great with the opening match. Surprisingly, you know, I was I was actually expecting Swerve to get the win because I didn't I didn't think they they were gonna let um, the the son of the Phantom, which I'm gonna call his English name because I'm not gonna butcher his name in Espanol because 
I don't want those two masked men come for me and trying to kidnap me. But it was definitely pretty pretty good. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't show off too much. It, it gave you enough to make you you know be very very vested into until his character. And then later on, of course, seeing Drake Maverick on uh, NXT having a match of him actually pulling off the dub is like I was kind of surprised because I thought I thought this was going to be like you know two losses and you know, going out out the tournament, what have you, but looks like they're actually gonna turn this into a storyline. And hopefully it is a big payoff for Drake Maverick, um, we shall see when it comes down to it. So you telling me if he wins this tournament, I mean he's he's fired or full of furloughs, whatever you wanna call it. Then what? We're gonna have a a released wrestler as the champion? I'm confused here. You might as well put the man back in there, the, the moth. Put him back in the tournament. Like I, I, that's that's crazy. I mean, like storyline wise, that would be that'd be awesome. It would be awesome for him to to do that and um, be able to you know to win it and come back. And you know, especially he got you know the people's attention and the in the fact of a you know emotion how he speaks. You know, so that's. That that could be good, you know, storyline wise. But let let's see what they do. But so you know, I like what they doing, you know, the, with the different wins and stuff. You know what I mean? Like um, Swerve coming out is is pretty good. All right. So I mean, NXT turned out to be a pretty pretty good one. I mean, Charlotte, me am pretty pretty steady action. I mean, Damian Priest. The former punishment Martinez, you know, definitely, I'm definitely vested into his character as well. I mean, it's finally a big guy who voices his voice. His voice actually matches his stature. So, you know, I'm very vested. I, I didn't, I didn't expect him to pull the W out over Keithley to, to win the championship. So that that storyline is going to continue to build. Keith, I, I think Keithley's going to be. NXT North American champion for quite some time. But let's go to the AEW side. Cheech, I know you checked out AEW. What happened? Well, <clears throat> you know, the American Nightmare came through. He fought the, the first match against uh, Darby Allen. You know, pretty tough match. But, um, you know, of course, Cody came on top. So far, you know, the tournament... Looks like he's the one, you know, like that they're gonna be facing um Lance Archer. So so far, you know, it's pretty good. How do you feel about Cody going over Derby Allen? Because I don't I don't know, like I kinda feel like Derby Allen needed that more than Cody. Oh perhaps they they put in love um you know, they still want him to build himself up. You know what I mean? Like, I perhaps it, it, they would have done it if there were uh, fans, perhaps. You know what I mean? Because he is, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people like his stick. You know what I mean? So, perhaps they waited on that. You know, just the fact that, you know, Cody, you know what I mean? It's the more recognizable. You know, it's pretty much a network uh, title. You know what I mean? So, I think that's the route. They going, you know, they going with that. Yeah, maybe, but maybe TNT chose Cody to be the TNT champion. I mean, who who knows? I mean, I don't write this shit. Actually, I think it, I, um, Archer is going to take it. I think you know, 
Because he'll be like Cody, oh, of course, a promoter, you know, part of the promoter, putting the belt on himself. To me, it's too obvious. But then again, wrestling, you know, sometimes it could be too predictable. But. Smoke and mirrors, my man, smoke and mirrors. But I, I don't know, man. That's it's not it's not that it's hard to believe. I mean, because either way, it, it would have been great. Like even even if we would have had Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes, I still would have felt like, well, no, we we got to put this this shine on you know some of this younger talent. But you know, I'm okay with Cody versus Lance Archer. I just would have preferred Derby Allen versus Lance Archer, to be quite honest. But then, then again, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. You know, follow the storyline that the storyline that was started with Jake the Snake. So I understand storyline wise, yes, continue with to go. But you don't necessarily need a title to define a story. We we've already seen that in the past. But before we talk about anything else, I'm not going to talk too much further. I think um, y'all already hear this interview, and you're going to hear this interview after this quick, quick. Break. One, two, three, four. Bust it. Remix. I got them squirts Remix. for the low. Remix. I got them squirts oh, no. for the low. Corona. D1. Love. Where Italy at? USA at? Canada, China. We don't play that. Just that Corona clap. Just that Corona clap. I said I'm trying to stay safe, won't it please believe But that corona make it hard for a player to breathe Don't wash your hands, you might catch it, won't it and you stuck Right now them tickets to Jamaica only 15 bucks I'm trying to quarantine myself, I'm staying inside The NBA canceled on me, man, I'm feeling deprived I'm out of toilet paper, but they ain't got none in the stove Man, that corona, wow, you can't wipe your butt no more And ain't no more school for students, it's just classes online This shit ain't about to have a graduation on FaceTime Man, they trying to cancel God. I can't go in the church. Got hand sanitizer on deck, and I'm selling squirts. My concert's getting canceled. Man, I'm really so droll. But if you start coughing around me, I'm walking clean out the door. I'm telling all my people, stay home. It's really that real. Don't play with that coronavirus, man. Cool out and just chill. Where France at? Where Spain at? Africa, Philippines, we don't play that. Just that corona clap. Just that corona clap. Welcome back, everybody, to a, another edition of Mars and Mike's. Of course, you already know it is, Mr. Six with Nine JT. And at the beginning of the show, we did say we had a special guest. I'm already joined, of course, by L. Cheech and Dre the Juice Man. But our special guest has been all across the globe, from the U.S. to Puerto Rico to Europe to the Middle East. He's wrestled everywhere across this globe, and it's not an under. I take that back. It's an understatement if you don't say that this guy is not only global, but he's a global icon. Ladies and gentlemen, Savio Vega. Que paso, que paso, que paso. What's happening, guys? Yo, yo, uh, welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. A lot of blessings for you guys and. And of course, your family—that's the, uh, the the support of our brain or our life, the family. So, uh, thank you for for having me. Oh, we're definitely happy to have you all, man. Thank you for taking the time out your day to definitely come on the show, man. 
Hey, uh, so let's let's talk a little bit how this even came about. So uh, El Cheech, El Cheech was actually the one who was able to to put this together. So Cheech, tell me tell me how did this come about, Cheech? Yeah, well, first off, uh, I want to send a shout out to uh, AIW. You know the brand John Thorne. He happened to uh, have uh, had a tournament last year, and they brought in Savio and. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know, but, uh, you know, Savio started, you know, in Puerto Rico. And as a child growing up, he, you know, he was my my idol, you know what I mean? So I knew him as TNT. So I always follow his career close. So getting to meet him and we actually, you know what I mean, got, got along. We kept in touch through all this time. And little you know, you know what I mean? I reached out. He's always been humble. He replied, and uh, here we are. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. hey, that's true. Uh, we met we met right there in Ohio when I, I wrestled for the company over there, which I thanks them, you know, uh, because I see life like uh, you know w w when you throw a rock some somewhere and maybe that rock hit another one and go different way, the way you send it, you send it to go all the way to the to whatever point you think. But in the middle is is some other rocks that the hit and 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 you rock finishing in different place that they, where you said it. And I went there to, to you know to wrestle, to perform. And here comes the cheese. And uh, we met, we talked, and uh, nice guy. Uh, he know was uh, he he don't try to be a smart ass and nothing like that. Uh, and when he told me he was Puerto Rican. So of course you blood just just get together there, man. And uh, yeah. it's like he say, you know, it's true. And uh, so he told me the other day, I want you bring me in the show. I said, let's let's do it, let's do it right away. And hey, we here, we here. Uh, you 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 asked something in how how is my afternoon or how's my day, whatever. I mean, I've been I'm I'm in uh, my story quick here. Uh, you know, I've been traveling from Puerto Rico uh, to the states in in, in about month and a half ago I was in West Virginia uh, so when I come back home I was what five days four or five days out of home you know then I come back home everything okay you know I don't feel nothing so the next tour was in two weeks after that I have to go to San Diego in San Diego walk that cross the, the, the border to go to, to Tijuana so what I we, we prepare ourselves I, you know my wife say hey or you cancel the show or stay here. I said, I can cancel because uh, it's going to be some money coming into the house and, 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 you know, money not come from the ceiling. So, so what I did is, uh, let me go there. Uh, I'm going to take care of myself. And the wave of the coronavirus wasn't that strong in the States yet. So, thank you God, I took, I took like, uh, between those tours, I took like 12 planes. Uh, so, thank you God, nobody coughing or sniffing, uh, you know, was nobody going crazy with, oh, oh, the cough or whatever, nothing like that. Nobody was coughing, nobody was sniffing. So, okay, so when I arrive at home, uh, I already have my bag with all my clothes and, and, and gimmicks and whatever, uh, ready in my truck. So when I arrive home, I just went to the, the truck get the truck and leave the house. 
I leave the house. I arrive about 1.30 in the morning. So when I get home, I just get the, the kids are sleeping, everybody's sleeping. I just get the truck and left. And I stay in, in a, a local motel. Uh, stay there for one night. Then I make a big mistake. I went to my parents' house, uh, knowing that I, I don't have nothing. Thank you, God, that I don't have nothing. Uh, I sleep next to my mom and everything okay. So after that, uh, a friend of mine having another, another apartment. So I, that's, that's where I stayed almost a month. I'm here because I was doing all the business. I have to go out. So you have to stay inside for 14 days. If you go out, you have to stay for 14 more. You know, so I've, I've been I've been in this uh, apartment. I'm, I'm happy, brother. I'm, I'm relaxed. My wife going crazy, but, you know, I'm helping the kids with the homework because, the, you know, they do it going by, by Internet, sending all the uh, emails and WhatsApps, sending uh, all the homework. So I'm working with them in, in that in that era, in that in that uh, position. And uh, I mean, it's crazy today. Our government here come with some restrictions i mean taking some restrictions that they have already on i don't know why i don't know why 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 they doing this is 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 crazy what they have to do is close down the airport to leave uh, and limit just commercial flights in and out do not do passengers or uh, regular airlines to come into puerto rico I mean, the airport is a door open, any airport, not just in Puerto Rico, any airport in the world is open to the coronavirus to get in and get out. When this is going to happen, I mean, when this is going to finish, well, when this, all this uh, uh, executive, let's put it that way, executive with no brains at all, close the airport. And, and all the people in, in, in any country, United States, Europe, Japan, anywhere, to stay in home. If the police have to do whatever they have to do, do it. But it's, it's going to be the only way to, to finish this down. If they continue in the street, if they continue doing the, uh, what are they, we call in here, the social uh, uh, distance, the social distance of, of everybody, to protect yourself with a mask, uh, uh, you know, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your clothing, because you could bring that home and you don't know. If we don't do that, it's going to be more than what is dead today in the United States. It's going to be more. Puerto Rico already have around 700 people. I say to my friends, by Monday, we're going to have a thousand or more people sick. If they continue with this stupidity of continue with the airport open and the people in the street. Oh, the young people says, ah, I'm not going to get sick. It's a young, a bunch of young people, babies, all and every age sick because this virus do not look what age you have. They want to kill you and they're going to kill you if you don't protect yourself. Sorry for going too strong on people, but... If you don't take care of yourself, you're going to be another caliber in the morning. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, you know, the, the truth about what's going on. People don't seem, to be, don't seem to be taking it so serious. You know what I mean? So it seems like martial law 
will have to come into place to stop everything. But definitely, like you said, the airport is the main thing. But it's, when it comes to politics, you know, that's another $20. And it's just so in-depth. And it's stressful because usually the ones that are getting hit the hardest is the lower, you know, the lower income people, you know. Yeah. And, and that that's... Is, this, this is a, a bacteriology, that's the right word, bacteriology uh, war. If the United States did or, uh, or China did because the money... And, and you want to take me down because the money that I make or whatever, I got to do this and whatever they, I mean, we know already at this point, I don't know if you guys know, but I've been, I've been checking and, and, and checking on news and whatever. Uh, and, and you cannot trust neither too much of the news, but a, a, a regular coronavirus give you like a, a what's it called? It's a, a, a call. You got to just a call or whatever. And, and you dismedication and get out. But these coronavirus have SARS, which go in, into your lungs and give you uh, the, the best sickness of uh, uh, um, pneumonia. Have HIV. HIV. How the hell in the world? A, a virus. Just get all these other but I mean, all the all these other virus together, they don't do that. They don't do that. They that's making laboratory and plant somewhere, and that's like I they say, they planted where in where it's dirty, where it's dirt. That's why they say clean your hands all the time, keep keep you, your hands clean all the time. Of course, not your hands. You have to have all your body, all your clothes, all your shoes because it's already proved. That this stuff stay around two, three hours in in, in, in concrete, uh, four or, or six hours or maybe more in, in plastic, in in, in cardboard, cardboard, yeah. cardboard stays yeah. stays like like uh, two, three days. So if you go to the grocery store, because right now they don't have uh, plastic bags, so they sell you the plastic bag you or you have to bring your plastic bag. I mean, whoever is sick, touch that and you bring it home. Then you scratch your eyes, you put your finger in your nose, you put the finger in your mouth, and you're already sick. Guys, I know I know. we come here to talk about wrestling and my history or whatever, but it, this is an important message because me, as a human being, and me, as a wrestler, I want to see all those fans back. I want to see all, all the wrestling coming and fill those houses and, and, and sit down, put asses in those seats and get the people happy yelling and screaming with the wrestlers you know so far so good none of the wrestler in the world is mentioned that he's sick with coronavirus good and neither of their family that's great but we want everybody i mean united states is already the focus of the virus especially new york have more than twenty thousand people already dead i believe so something like that i don't know it's going it's going crazy if you we don't protect ourselves the government is going to tell you from here to here. The rest, they're going to keep it. They want, uh, they want a clean house. They want a clean house. Yeah, that's what definitely see. It seems what they're trying to do. But, you know, 6 9 
I mean, guys, to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, this what this you know this this pandemic and every, everything that's going on. Uh, it definitely gives you time to sit back, adjust yourself, and actually think about just not not just you know what's what's in front of you, but everything that's around you, the people, the people that's around you, the people that you interact with, not just your immediate family, but your worldwide family. So it makes people a little bit more concerned about the, about the people that we don't see every single day. I mean, it's, it's even to the point, you know, people, people don't pick up the phone like they used to and, you know, call no. to call and check on people. Now, now this virus is making people call, check on people. Hey, how's it going? You good? You straight? You know, you, you, you staying safe. I mean, in a, in, in a weird way, it's making people more, more cautious for to, to to a certain extent, but also also more more thankful for the time that they are able to spend with their loved ones because anybody and anybody could be a carrier and we don't know it. So I that's true. Yeah, most definitely. I definitely think I definitely think that you know, of course, people should definitely you know pay pay attention to you know. Of course, the the precautions to definitely keep everyone safe, keep everyone uh, moving, and keeping everyone in motion. But also, don't just do it for you. Do do it mm -hmm. for the person next to you. Do do it for the people back home and inside your house. To break, that, brother, to break yes. the chain. We need to break the chain. If you break the chain, we finish with this gaga, you know. But if the chains still have strong links, you know, it's it's no way to finish it. No, no, not at Listen, all. Uh, uh, let, let me, let me, uh, this, this, what I have here is, is, uh, listen to this. This is a website was, uh, developed by, uh, Nabit Mon, uh, what do you call it? Monum, Monum and Gabriel Kraski, the two students from Cambridge Melton University. Look at this. And they developed this, uh, uh, it's a war. Is all red and I say click on the country, the territory to see the cases of death and recovery. But the main page right here says activate right now at this moment, which is uh, 10 15 or 4 11 2020, says 1,267,456. Activate right now in the world. To me, that number is too low. Now, and the, and the side on the side, they say they put slash one million seven hundred eighty three hundred and twelve. So you telling me you put in like five thousand five hundred people more on top of this number that they think. It's just one million two hundred, but at the side they put one million seven hundred. So, death at this point that we are talking right now says one hundred eight thousand eight hundred twenty-seven people dead in the whole world, and people in recovery is four hundred four hundred thousand four twenty-nine. I mean. You're talking about that we already are close to 2 million people sick 
of the coronavirus, two million. In the years uh, uh, before, they have what, 40 million people dead? Some 50 million people dead in this other year. So we are just close to two million people sick. In the dead, we're talking about probably in the in the in the two hundred thousand. If we continue doing what we're doing, these numbers will develop a lot more. With the idea of my government stupid biatch here in this country, they're gonna have a lot more people <laughs> sick. I mean, because she is it's a their teeth. That's another that's another uh, that's another program, guys. That's another show. Let's talk about wrestling, damn it. Yeah, let's let's drift <laughs> away from this because you know, yeah, government corruption, like you said, that's another that could be another show. But yeah, show motherfucker. You know, yeah. But six nines, tell them what we what we got in store. So what we have in store is uh very simple. I mean, of course we're we're definitely gonna talk about we have to let the people know, of course, about you. Uh, for, far as you hopping into the business, how did you get into the business? All right. <clears throat> My story is, is uh, I've been saying this story many, many times. Uh, I have, I don't know, brother, maybe 10, 11 years, I don't know. Uh, what's the Sunday? I remember when I just go to my room from that moment that I just I just get the TV we have a small black and white Hitachi TV that TV took more bumps than me in my whole life that TV I mean every 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 time was on the floor people pro and, and never ever broke so I went to my parents house get that TV put it in my in my room because I want to watch something and I put it on plug it in, put the antenna up, and I start surfing from channels. So when I start surfing, and we have here in Puerto Rico, by that time, four channels, local, by, by, uh, by air. So I just, ta, 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 and here come to channel seven. When channel seven start right there at five o'clock, was the perfect timing, got half my way in, in this world, and when I surfing, I just hit Channel 7, here is Titan of the Ring, which they call it Titanes en el Ring. And that comes from Argentina. The main man there was Martin Caravaquian. He was the owner. And he had this show of wrestling for kids. And in that show, he had the crowd here, I mean, the whole studio. You have a crowd here, crowd over here, hard camera in this side, and uh, all the wrestlers, they are characters. Yeah, and I was gonna say like the gimmicks. They had like like a mummy yeah, or monster yeah, stuff hey, like that. Yeah, the mummy was a guy dressing with that custom mummy. They got the STP guy of the racing, and he come in a racing car. You have the a guy from the Bible, and he got a uh, 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 Quixote de la de la Mancha. Is uh, a, it's a uh, a tail in the Spanish. So he got the guys there. Uh, he have the this other clown, whatever clown it is. He have the uh, mythology uh, uh, wrestler with just one eye guy. I mean, then he have the white mummy and the black mummy. 
and Martin Karabakian, the, his finish, what you, he was using a forearm. He hit you with the forearm, and that's it. That's the finish. So I'm surfing this TV, and here is Titan of the Ring. And Sumai watched that. Something went from that TV into my brain somewhere and stuck there. And I'm just watching this wrestling. Oh, my God. It was, if there was a fish, I, got, I hooked all the way to my tail. <laughs> so, so I'm watching this. I'm watching this. And uh, every Sunday at 5 o'clock, I have to be in my house because I want to see my soap opera. So in, in, in school, we start talking about Titan of the Ring when some of the friends say, oh, but do you not watch the uh, local wrestling? Local wrestling? Where? Oh, Channel 2. At this channel. I said, what? So, of course, Saturday, I was there to watch that wrestling. And every Saturday, I was there watching local wrestling. Now, Titan of the Ring, for some reason, just disappeared. But we got the local. And every, every Monday, we talk in, in school about the, the, the wrestling, what you see on TV. So here come another person say, oh, we go to wrestling. I say, I say do you go where? He say, rest to the rest. I want to take me, please. I want to go there. Take me. Tell them, tell them your parents. So my, my parents always was, a, a, you know, open people. Uh, so I said, mom, I want to go to the wrestling. I said, go. I need money. Here, money. So. I went to the wrestling and it's like, oh my God, I'm here. I'm watching this. So every Saturday I look for my friends where they, their parents go into the, to the wrestling. And I said, can I go? Can I go? And I walk this person. I go to the other person. I went to different, with different persons that they took me to, to the wrestling. So I'm watching this all, all these people and I watch the TV and I bought the magazines, the local magazines. I was buying the magazine and watching wrestling all the time. Now, I get myself into the Taekwondo. Uh, uh, they opened an academy next to my house. So I went there to watch. I see what I, you know, I, what I see, I love it. So uh, I got hooked on that too. So I started doing my, my martial arts. And, and learning. By that time, I was from 12 to 13. And uh, I was doing my, my classes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I never, never missed a class. I was there all the time. Now, this friend of mine left the, 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 uh, the Taekwondo classes. He left. He just gone. One day, he come back and we are stretching. I remember because it was a, a Friday. And every Friday, we stretch big time. So we're stretching here, and I talk to him. I say, man, what, what happened to you? You left. And he said, yes, I was uh, doing wrestling. When he said that, I just grabbed him by the kimono. And I said, you have to take me there. I remember, man, this is, I'm, I just grabbed him. I said, you, please take me. I want to be there. I want to be a wrestler. I want to be there. He said, okay, 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 brother. Okay, I take you. So he took me to Dorado. Dorado is a, is a town next to my, my, my town in Vega Alta. And, uh, so I, I, I soon I arrived there, I see that ring here, and, and, and the right side was the ring, and the left side was weights. So that ring, they use it for, for wrestling, for, for wrestling and for boxing. And the, during the day, it's boxing. During the night, was wrestling. So I met Chiki Star there, was a local uh, pro wrestler. 
and I met Angelo Rivera, which is a profe, he's the manager of the uh, TNT. Uh, so yeah. I, I start learning, I start learning from a bunch of people there. I don't have just one teacher that teach me this, this, all the way from A to C, no. I have many, many guys. That gym closed, so I started wrestling with different places. And learning, uh, one day, <clears throat> one day I, uh, I wrestled in Barceloneta for Isaac Rosario. I, Isaac Rosario is one of the teachers of uh, Carlos Colon uh, from Puerto Rico. And uh, he know me uh, because I was doing security in wrestling because when I was growing up, of course, continue going to the matches. I have my cousin and my uncle working as a security there. So I tell them if I could travel with them. So every time I travel with them, I was more close to the wrestlers. I was more, more close to the ring. So when I start, uh, you know, doing my, my wrestling uh, training here there, Isaac Rosario saw me one time. And he said, I'm going to talk to Carlos. You're a good wrestler. I said, okay. So he took me, he took me to... I mean, I went to uh, to work. Uh, that was that that was, that happened like a Saturday, and next Saturday, he pulled me and say, "Carlos, this kid here is good." So they say, "Okay, Wednesday to do TV. Tell him, tell an invader, and uh, because they're the bookers and, and the owner." So I went to the Pepin Cestero in Bayamon to wrestle my first match as a professional wrestler. Uh, after that, they sent me to their gym to work out a little bit more to, to, to uh, what's it called, to tie the bolts in different things, you know. So uh, I did that. And uh, I, worked, I worked with them for almost two years everywhere in Puerto Rico with different people of the United States till they sent me to Mexico. Then they sent me to Bill Watts Territory in Louisiana. And, and, uh, so when I come back from Mexico, that's when they, they come with the idea of do the TNT. We don't know who's TNT. They don't know who, who how is TNT going to do whatever. So I do my own TNT. I said, well, TNT explosive. I study all that. Uh, how you say TNT, what is the, I mean, it's a TNT, but it's a, it's a word, uh, Trinito Tolueno or Trinito Tolueno, they call it. So. That's the comp uh, uh, mix with the TNT explosion, blah, blah, blah. Well, so I have to say, well, if it's something like that, it have to be something explosive. So uh, that's when I'm a kid. I'm thinking in crazy shit. So uh, I do in the mar my martial arts. So I said, I'm going to use my martial arts because nobody's doing it. I was looking and learning from the old timers. I, I, I was between... The old-timers like uh, Bot Suitan, uh, Carlos Invader, of course, the Alpha and Sika, the Samoans. Uh, uh, I wrestled even Iron Sheik here when, in my beginnings. Uh, you have uh, Sweet Daddy, uh, Sweet, uh, what is it called? Sweet Daddy Siki. Uh, I mean, you have a bunch of people that I was wrestled here in Puerto Rico, uh, and, and I learned from there. I, I learned from all these uh, old-timers. Even that I, my, my English wasn't that good. I mean, I'm worse now, but it's okay. They teach me. They took me by the hand, and I learned uh, the way to do this business without hurting yourself, 
and get the pop of the people and of course going home with money in your pocket. Hey, Savio, I was going to ask you, so like pretty much when you went to Mexico and other places, uh, it was like, I guess they call it an, an excursion, you know, like you go and get better by practicing different forms of wrestling. But what was the name of the company in Puerto Rico when you started? Was it Capital Sport Promotion or it yeah. was called something else? No, the, the, the company was Capital Sport Promotion. That's the, that's the company... They always been Capital Sport Promotion. Now they, I mean, was Capital Sport Promotion, but WWC. They call it WWC. Yeah. Years later, they come up with the WWC full, and the Capital they just bury that. But okay. we that we know the beginning, we call it Capital all the time. That's that's. But uh, I, yeah. they sent me, of course, they sent me to Mexico to learn a little bit more, uh, and get get school in wrestling. You know. And yeah. uh, when we come back from there, that's when they do the TNT. So with you, with you uh, definitely, you know, being able to, of course, get your get your bearings there in Puerto Rico and learning from uh, learning from all, all these great, great wrestlers who, who came before you. Um, this definitely tuned up your tuned up your skills. So not only do you have martial arts that. Uh, Taekwondo and inside your background, but you're also getting trained on how to work and how to work without, you know, hurting people. Of course, now as you as you're as as you start to get steam and start to uh, definitely go, go go on these excursions, uh, tell us tell us about a time uh, in in Japan that that you had uh, there. Well, my my uh, my tour to Japan start a Sunday. That we, I come from from my house. I went to pick up the the boys, the American guys, to go into the west side of the island. Every Sunday we visit the west side. So I went there to pick up the guys, and here's Abdullah, and Abby called me and said, "Hey, come on." So yeah, he say, "You like to go to Japan?" And when he say that, I said, "Fuck!" I mean, I was, I love to go to Japan, you know. So I say, "Yeah, of course, yes." He said, okay, let me talk to Carlos. I said, okay. So I don't know that Avi Abdullah was, uh, uh, I mean, to, he, he, he's taking me to the biggest tournament ever. I think that's, I don't know if that's what, that was the last one, but that was the biggest ever tournament in Japan, all Japan pro wrestling, Baba, Baba's company, company. So Abdullah was taking somebody every year so that year was me i was his partner so uh we did the tournament we did all that blah 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 and that's in where i give baba the giant the kick in his in his chin nobody was doing that and i, and I with my taekwondo skills i give him a kick right there boom that's a picture of that uh, well that's in, in a video it's on video so i give him the kick boom and he that guy loved my character. He loved the way that I was working. He took me. Uh, he said, well, can you bring him back the next month, January? We did that tournament in December. And he said, can you bring him back in January? I want him for the whole tournament, the whole show, sorry. So I went there. And he took me there. And I thought, I love Japan. I love Japan. And uh, what happened? Abdullah, Abdullah started asking me, few things about the company here in Puerto Rico and I was behind in money 
in the company by that time. And uh, because, I, I mean, before everything was peaches and cream, all of a sudden they start getting, I don't know what the hell happened to Jovica and Carlos. So the money wasn't there. So I started making a few dollars in Japan. I said, of course I want to stay in Japan. He said, do you want to come back? I said, yes. Well, we need to talk to Carlos. So you don't have to talk to Carlos. Talk to me. I'm the one who want to come, come here. So uh, uh, Abdullah started asking me about what happened in Puerto Rico. I said, well, I'm pissed because it's no money. They owe me such and such a play, uh, money, and I want it, you know. And he started asking me questions. What happened? He just turned and called, called Carlos and tell him all the, the shit that I say. Well, what I say was true. They owe me fucking money, and I want my money, you know. And uh, when we arrived here to Puerto Rico, uh, Carlos called me. Said, hey, can I talk to you? I said, of course. He said, what happened there? I said, what, what do you mean happened there? He said, that thing with Abdullah. So what happened with Abdullah? I, mean, I don't know what he's, what he's talking about in a moment, because he never fucking told me, hey, this. He said, oh, you, you talked to Abdullah about the money here. That I said, oh, well, yes, of course. I tell, I talked to him. Because he asked me some questions, so I answered the questions. And I was pissed because you guys owe me money. You know? And uh, so I saw him like, uh, all right. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it, but that's the truth. I'm not going to lie about that. So that, that's, that was one of the, uh, the craziest stuff that happened in wrestling here in Puerto Rico. They, they probably have in mind, give him a push. But the character no need a push. The character by that time, Hector, maybe you know, uh, the character have his own push. The character was so good yeah. for perform presentation. The yeah. presentation, and it, the guy is, is a local guy. They don't know by that time. I ne the, the 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 guy never talk. Was quiet all the time. But when you got the guy inside the ring, you see a, a action figure in life. So that was yeah, by that time definitely. the kids was crazy. The kids was crazy yeah. with the character. Everybody, everybody was but, painting their faces with the TNT uh, mask. Yeah, you're definitely right. But unfortunately, the fact that the promotion, you know, their champion was the pretty much the owner, it was hard to have. You know, what I mean, it, 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 uh, Savio went through the same thing as kind of like Jade the Snake. At one point, you know what I mean, yeah. being hot, but you got the hoaxer being, you know, the yeah. face. So they cut you, you cut your legs under you. But like he was saying, presentation along the paint, like his yeah. stature, like, you know, his bo body, his face expressions. It just cultivated you because it's like, like on some. Remember, there was a time, 70s, early 80s. You know, karate movies were the shit. You know, Bruce Lee, yeah. all that stuff. So then we got this man portraying this character that is like on some movie shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it just captivated you. But then again, unfortunately, the machine that's there is being, you know, run a different way. So it's like he actually kind of became like, to some extent, even, even more... Listen, um, that, that, that's what famous. I want to touch. Yeah. I want to touch. I want to touch that subject. The character, guys, the character of the TNT was so strong here in Puerto Rico 
they have me like the third guy. And the character alone go and fucking race all the way to the top. Of top of day. And Carlos was the champion. And Jose was the second and the booker. And that character just went over them. Because sometimes I come out of the, the dressing room and the people just went nuts. Just nuts. Because I was protecting myself too. Uh, you know, you never see... You never see me with, without my paint or my mask. I arrive at the building with the, with the mask on, and the next time the people see me is with the paint. And when you, I come back to leave, I try to finish before the, the, the people and disappear. And I did that every, every day. I was disappear. If they cut me in the point where uh, the fans is coming out, I just wait till the fans left and leave. Of course, few stay there, and I have people chasing me with cameras, and that time, no, no recorders, but cameras to take pictures, <laughs> you know, to, to try to see my face. Because I was, I was yeah. you know, yeah, oh, people crazy. And, mm. and that, this Yeah, the, the cafe was real. Oh, big time. I mean, the, the character was so strong, and I protect that character, that these days, this day, today, we're talking today, uh, Fans want to see that character, and I just bring that character in special locations. Because if I use that all the time, we're going to burn it, and it's gone. So I just use that character with something mean to fill the house, to sit asses in those seats. That's when I bring that character out, and, and I've been protecting that character. Many people say, ah, I want TNT. Okay, this money. Oh, that's too much. Well, if you want it, that's the cost of TNT. You have Savio Vega, it's cheaper. And you have me there. But TNT costs money. So, come yeah, on. TNT. TNT was pretty hard. And I believe the run that you had for the Universal title at one point, in, you have to turn heel and able well, to... Well, I was... Listen, the story of these guys, listen to the story of... Uh, I'm going to do it quicker. Uh, when they, they have TNT... Uh, Invader call us, call Profe, Angelo Rivera, and me to the office. He said, bring, come on, guys, we need to talk to you. He said, we're going to have this uh, new character. I said, okay, what is it? He said, well, we're going to call you TNT, but you have to cut your, your afro. I said, my afro, do not mess with my afro. And, and he said, no, no, we need to cut, you know, you have to shave. <laughs> yeah, he said, you have to shave and uh, paint your face. I say, pain like what? He say, I don't know, you know, whatever, you know. I say, and Prophet, you're going to use a mask? Prophet don't have mask. I just come back from Mexico, and I have all my gear with mask and all that stuff. I give it to Prophet. I dress, I dress Prophet here in wrestling, uh, you know, uh, uh, clothing. Uh, then he start getting tuxedos. So he was a manager of this guy that we don't know who is it, bald head guy, painted face, in the kimono, karate kimono uh, uh, on, and he was just with the ha hand, arms cr uh, crossed, and looking stare at the camera. Rather, rather, do you see me blink? I just stare at the camera. So, prophet do all the talk, blah, blah, blah. Now, what we do, when the character arrive in, in capital, they don't have strong and hot heels. I mean, no heel at all. And you need a heel to, to, to you know, bring the people down. So what happened? They put me on TV. 
I was on TV every week, every week, beating people left and right, left and right. Left. I beat everybody. Who the hell is this guy? So here come the prophet and says, we're not going to wrestle in any arena in Puerto Rico till Carlos Colon give us opportunity for the universal title. So Carlos was beating everybody. So Carlos said, well, how the hell am I going to give him an opportunity? He just arrived here. Who's him? So to demonstrate Carlos who was TNT, I started chopping people left and right. Choo, 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 choo. Uh, we come to a, 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 a to Invader. Uh, I wrestle his brother. When I wrestle his brother, I put the Cobra. My finish was the Psyche and the Cobra Clutch. And I put them to sleep. And mysteriously, we wake him up. But at this point, this wrestler, wrestler was a, a hard, hard head for me. I put the Cobra Clutch on him. Don't wake him up. I left. And here come Invader. Invader arrive, so I jump on Invader. He, uh, we give him a couple of punches back and forth. Here come the other team, and I left. So Invader started waking this, this guy up. We don't know who is it. Till he took the mask off because he was a mask guy. And we found out that it's Invader, brother. So he started waking him up, and, and all of a sudden, the guy started spitting blood. And it's spitting blood. And it's spitting blood. So loud, he go crazy, he called Jovica. Jovica was the expert in the sleeping hall, and they tried to wake him up. Can you wake up? Because the Cobra was something, you know, the whole story, brother. The whole story is there. Finally, it's a match with Invader. And I beat the hell out of Invader, too. And Carlos said, well, you want me? I'm going to give you an opportunity. Non-title match. If you beat me, I give you an opportunity for the title. I said, okay. So what we did is just beat the hell out of him, put the cobra clutch on him, sleep Carlos, and Carlos started uh, throwing bubbles out of his mouth. Here come Chavica like a crazy to wake him up, and crazy people, and paramedics, oh, the whole Nile, you know, the whole story. So that's the way they built this TNT as a heel. And, and during my matches, I was beating everybody. I was on the, undefeated. You know, beat the hell of this guy, blah, blah, blah. Well, till Carlos gave me the opportunity for the title. And we do another story there. Then another story. And every week I wrestled, TNT was over, doing whatever. Uh, one day, we come up with, with this big, strong, I mean, it's the same, the same pages. We are on the same pages of the build of, of, of TNT. So when I, build, I beat the hell of Carlos, that's when Carlos, as a revenge, he won me. I said, no, if you want me, put the title. So this big show, anniversary show, was in a Lubrian Stadium that was super mega yeah. packed from corner to corner. Yeah, that's, that was and Puerto Rico, let's say Puerto Rico's uh, version of WrestleMania, Aniversario. Oh, yeah, Aniversario. Now, next door is the Ruben Rodriguez Coliseum. And from, from screen, that Coliseum was half already full, too. So Carlos and me, we have the match, and what happened here? The people start throwing, uh, uh, was rain a little bit, it's a ballpark, and the people start throwing uh, uh, the, the pla uh, uh, car, what's it called? Papel, 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 paper gla uh, glasses, you know, with, uh, with, with mud to the rain.
and I mean that ring was full of mud. We have we have no wrestling match. We have a mud a mud match. So I mean I was mud everywhere. What happened here? I don't know what Carlos was thinking. Hugo Sabinovich says, "Okay, this is the time. Put the the title on the kid and get out for six months." And when you come back, we have another strong uh, run, and you get the title. And Carlos says, no, I cannot do that. He said, what? He said, put the title on the kid. I mean, what the hell are you going to do it? And bring food for him, bring meat for him, meat every, every week. He start chopping everybody. Be strong, strong, till you come back. And Carlos said, no, I cannot do that. So we went one hour. A full hour, in the middle of the hour, half an hour later, I pin Carlos one, two, three. But I hold the the ropes. So the commissioner that they have there come down and say, "No, he hold the ba 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 ba." The match continue. So we went for another thirty minutes. So we do the whole hour, one hour, sixty minutes, and the people just shit on the match. They shit on the company. I mean that was the 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 shit. What happened one week after we come back to Lubria Stadium and a rematch, Carlos and me, and wasn't even three hundred people there. So I mean that's when they learn hard hard way that you need to think with your head in the business, not with your heart. So. Uh, Carl, uh, Hugo leaving the company, he said, I want to, I want to leave to, you know, I want to leave, uh, uh, the company. Can you, I want to take you. The only guy that I want to take you, take from here is you. And I, my, my brother, my knees start shaking. My belly went crazy. I went like, okay, wait a minute. What the heck is this? You know, and he said, well, I'm leaving. They don't respect you. They don't respect me. They don't respect the business. I'm leaving. I said, oh, "Well, wow." I said, "What? Do you, yeah, I want to. I want to, you know, take you with me." I said, "Okay," and I left the company. I come back to Carlos' company 23 years later. I could come back anytime, but that's what I said in the beginning of the interview. When you throw a rock and you throw it to a some point, and that rock hit another one, and don't make the point, don't make the mark that you want is because something. And when Hugo took me out of that company was to grow, to grow better and stronger. Because after I left that company, I went to this other company. From that company, I, I went to Japan again because I looked to my, my way to come back to Japan again by myself. No, no nobodies, no companies, no blah, blah. I just went there to my, myself they, I booked myself in New Japan Pro Wrestling. For New Japan Pro Wrestling, that's when I jumped to WWF. In WWF, I did the Quan gimmick, I did the Sabio Vega, Los Boricuas, and hey, today I'm talking to you guys. Man, that interview definitely was an eye-opener. Uh, being able to learn all of this knowledge that was something that I didn't know beforehand. Like I, I didn't know that he had such a big following uh, bef before jumping ship. 
to, of course, you know, the states with WWE, but this is something, Cheech, you, you already knew about this. I mean, tell them. Yeah, definitely, you know, seeing them, you know, when I was growing up. So, I know, you know, automatically, you, you know, seeing how he, he was wrestling, that he was from the, you know, that he went to Asia and Japan and other places. But um, he tells us how he went, how he got there, how Abdullah was instrumental for him to get to New Japan. How, believe it or not, one of the bushwalkers, you know what I mean? One of his best friends, you know, like little tidbits that you wouldn't even guess. You know, he just, you know, dropped some knowledge and it's just one of them storytelling times, you know what I mean? Definitely. Juice Man. Oh, I learned a little bit of everything, like just to hear his whole insight and knowledge of wrestling throughout the years of his journey and the many people he met. Like he, he's a real he he knows his stuff, and I, you know, I really just sat there, just soaked it all in, just hearing the amazing stories he had from his his fuse with Stone Cold to telling them, you no, know, telling us about. You know how Vince McMahon is, and you know just just explaining his whole story, which which I thought was great, and I was also surprised that he, you know he was real knowledgeable about the current situation going on in the world, and he had a lot of ideas and his own thoughts to it. So it's a great interview, people. I can't wait till y'all listen to it. Part two is definitely going to be definitely going to be something you want to catch next week. But until then. All the listeners, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a comment. Leave us a voice message. Tell us what you think. I mean, who knows? Leave us a voice message. We may send you some free merchandise. Um, but there you have know. to leave it. Hey, you got to leave a voice message to definitely find out. We already got four winners who left a voice message and they've already received their packages. Now it's time for you to receive yours. But make sure you do like and make sure you do subscribe and share this podcast to your friends and family and with that being said before we get out of here we have to remind you once again to wash your hands and wash your ass and as Cheech always says face not to ass not ass not ass to face <laughs> and we'll catch you all on episode 
Ron and the Terror Squad.